You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting... What up, what up, what up, you hoes? Another exciting episode of Well, Well, Villanelle. And happy Pride, you motherfuckers. Yes, I mean, what good is Pride without the party favors? So we decided... Uh, zero, <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait a minute, did we just expose ourselves? Ooh. I think we did. Well, you know, we decided to put together a little, a little mini snack. A little mini snack bite. You know, just a little something to keep you going on the dance floor this lovely month of June. Also, there was some pertinent news, some gay news as it relates to Killing Eve that needed immediate discussion. Yes. So, um, hopefully... Y'all probably know what that shit is. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't yet, uh, brace yourself right. for this snack bite. All right, because I'm over here mentally dancing and I, I, I'm not having a grand old time here. So, doing? Well, you know, we hope that on this Pride of 2021, one year into the pashmina which has been wild we hope that all of you gays all of you quiz all you love you people listen to the podcast or maybe outside and frolicking with some other quiz having a great time in the sun or if you feel a little froggy inside because you know what rona is still out on them streets and you could party with your with your bitches on zoom you know face, facetime yes google hangouts um, I don't know what else is there. Insta Live or Google Duo that. or like oh, you, however you, you been, do the thing. You've been doing the Google Duo with your twenty people Whew. phone calls, but across you know. people across the country randomly are calling me. My phone rings. It's three in the morning. I don't want to answer it because I know it's eighteen other people all on one call trying to figure out what's going on. Nobody knows who made the call, who shot first, why we're all here. I, I don't need that drama. <laughs> well, we do know people is out and partying in New York City because we saw several queer parties on the way to the studio today. Yes. All up and down the block. Loud as shit. Gay as shit. And I, I kind of feel like I was missing out, but we wanted to make sure we got this snack bite out. Yes, because, you know, we love everything that revolves around this show. And we know that we were experiencing a baby drought of news. But, you know, since... Baby. This, was is, a- <laughs> this is like a California drought, how they oh. be without the rain. But they decided to resume with the filming. And that sort of has been grabbing everyone's attention. There are people on the ground, in the streets. And Whatever. Let been- me give a direct shout out to Saudia, who wanted to choose <laughs> violence in my DMs. Saudia, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sending a bitch her villain origin stories, what like, Saudia did to me. That can't be real. I was like, you know, I'm just going to skip over that. Saudia, the OG. You did. You didn't respond. And I was like, what is this? And I literally typed in, is this my villain origin story? Because, uh, and I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. I'm sure y'all know what it is. And if you don't, Saudia, you definitely know what the fuck I'm talking about, ma'am. But yeah, that's going to be one of the things we discuss. Perhaps the only thing we discuss in our musings section this episode. So without further ado for this very special Pride edition of Boba Villanelle. Oh wait, quick shout out to motherfucking Wilson Cruz of Star Trek Discovery. Famously from My So-Called Life. Isn't he the Grand Marshal this year for New York City Pride? Yes. Bitch! I mean, they're going to be on the Zoom. They're going to be on the Zoom. And I'm going to watch that Zoom. But I, I feel like there's a Pride Fest still happening in the Manhattan. And um, perhaps I should wander into those waters. Because right. they're setting up tents. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just go in a rainbow mask. 
know what I'm saying? And just see. Just see. What other gays got on the streets? Is anyone before me? And then I'm going to run home. I'm not going to take the subway. Don't drive. I mean, I did my nasal swab on Friday. I guess I could get another nasal swab on Monday. Right? Like, right. It's just... <laughs> so, yeah, fucking shout out to Wilson fucking Cruz, who, by the way, is aging so gracefully. Mm-hmm. So gracefully. Love when you can mix in a little salt and pepper into your, your hairline and it's looking fly. But you know what? I also want to shout out, just in general, the gays. Remember that video you showed me of um, the Happy Gamer? <laughs> yes. Yo, it's iconic, and we should play that shit right now, in case y'all haven't heard it. Tyler. Happy gay month, because you Happy know you're gay and stuff. Okay, thank you. We gotta go Tyler. gay balloon, because it got all the colors, because it's gay. <laughs> okay. And I got Skittles, because it got a rainbow on it. Okay. Can I get some Skittles? And I got the cake. It's a, <gasps> be who you are, <laughs> for your pride. Be who you are, for your pride. We dedicate that. To y'all, um, our lovely listeners who are celebrating this month, this day, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening to it, be who you are. For, For your pride. Iconic. Instantly yes. iconic. And you know what? I don't know if I showed you, but I found another version of it in the comments Ooh. on this viral tweet. Where is it at? Let me pull it up. All right. I found it. I found it. And honestly, I think I'm going to greet any motherfucker I see. Any fucking bitch I see. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow at Pride Fest with this ditty. And I encourage everyone else to use it as well. My name is Jada. Okay. <laughs> hey. Hi. Be who you are <laughs> for your pride. <laughs> yes. Don't hide. <laughs> pride. Yo. Easily the best TikTok I've seen this weekend. Anyway, yes, this is us saying to y'all, be who you are for your pride. Enjoy that shit. Maybe twerk a little bit. Oh, yes. Oh. Buy yourself some Skittles or some gumballs. All right, make sure you got all the colors in it. All the colors. See, that's that's the most important part (laughs) is that your snack has all the colors. It's like these cupcakes I got from Magnolia yesterday. It was gay cupcakes. I was like, yes, because if we're going to have to deal with all the corporate motherfuckers taking over everything to sponsor it, at least give me something edible like cupcakes. Oh, right, right. Candy, chocolate. Anyways, let me not get lost in my thoughts about sweets. Yo, it's Pride Month. The gays, as usual, are doing too much. <laughs> All right, that squirt room you showed me on Twitter. I said, we squirting on Twitter. What the hell is going on? The queers are horny and they need to go outside. And so hopefully bitches is outside right now. And then someone asked me to make a room because they didn't know how to make one. And when I saw what the room was turning into, I had to shut down the room. Lord of mercy. <laughs> Whoa, nah, nah. And wasn't there a therapy session after that squirt room? Oh, you showed me that too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, gays being gay being extra doing too much I mean I get it it's a pashmina we've not been outside we've not been doing the most as we usually do at this time of year but my god the way people are just going but you know I'm not mad I'm not mad I'm not mad at all happy pride everybody yeah, right. be safe if y'all be gonna do safe it safe and be joyful Woo! in the spirit of the short shorts and the fishnet shirts that I'm seeing <laughs> in pride let us fishnets are forever let us reveal what is going on in revelations killing eve revelations <laughs> yo did that really just fucking happen i'm dead all right, Terrence, I do believe you're alluding to my random revelation that I had just the other day, just the other day, as I was musing, ranting, yelling, you know, they're interchangeable when it comes to Killing Eve. And I discovered mm. a thing, y'all. I discovered a really interesting thing. As we all are curious, I wonder what this is that you have discovered as we await with being a breath. I'm like how you're like we when you already know. Um, <laughs> it's the listeners, really. It's just them. It's just them. But yeah, so I was looking at stuff, looking at writing credits, as I sometimes do, for Killing Eve, and I noticed a really 
interesting. Perhaps it's a correlation to the quality of each season, or perhaps it's just random. But whatever, I'm gonna bring it to y'all. And so, what was interesting, and honestly, what I found maybe crosses over into superstition versus just coincidence, but we'll see. And it's basically because, you know, as we talked about before, Suzanne had decided to break the mold a number of different ways. In series three, she was like, we're not gonna have even Villanelle meeting up in the fifth episode. Let's make it the third. I'm not gonna have the entire season based around their interactions. Let's do other stuff. Let's involve Constantine. Let's involve Jim Whalen as the character whose name I repressed because I really just <laughs> forgot it. Geraldine, damn, it's back. So we did other things that we maybe necessarily didn't have to do, but these were decisions that were made. And so it turns out, as I was looking at the writing credits for series one, it's interesting because in series one, of course, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a showrunner and she wrote four of the episodes and split the other four between three other writers. And so we're dealing with four voices total in series one in terms of who's contributing. But the first two episodes were written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, as well as the last, in addition to, of course, episode fucking five, mm. which, well, I mean, we knew this because episode five put it in the capsule of gay history. Yeah. But yeah, and so we get to series two, and of course that's Emerald Fennell's, the Dear Emerald Fennell's season, and it starts out the same way. Episodes Emerald one and Fennell two. has written episodes one and two. It's a little different than Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and I actually like this, that Emerald was completely involved in her season because while she has people working with her on episodes three and four, she's still also credited as well. So she wrote those episodes in tandem with another writer, and then she closes out the season with episodes seven and eight, Wide awake, you're mine. And we know, woo, there was a lot Wide going on in those episodes. Oh, and yes. we thank you, Emerald, and we thank you. And so the only addition here from series one is that there was an additional writer. So we're working with a total of five, Emerald and four other people. So we're like, okay. Then we get to series three. And it is the first time, and again, it could mean nothing, it could be nothing, <laughs> or it could be something, that it is the first time that we have a different writer for the first four episodes. So episode one, Slowly, Slowly Catching Monkeys, written by Suzanne. Episode two, Management Sucks, is written by Anna Jordan. Episode three, Meetings Have Biscuits, is written by Laura Neal. And Laura, we trust! And episode four, Still Got It, is written by a writer called Eleanor Cook. And so this was interesting to me because we had opinions and thoughts. And it mm. certainly seemed like episodes were taking directions that didn't always make sense from where we left off in the previous episode. And I'm wondering if this doesn't have something to do with it, at least a little bit. Because when you have different writers on different episodes, you have different voices. And sometimes that's maybe not as obvious as it can be because the showrunner has a heavy hand on the voice and what's happening with certain characters. But I don't know that we could say that's the case with Series 3, given the things, the criticisms and the what ifs list that people have. And so after realizing this, I'm like, well, is it potentially not a good omen if we start Series 4 and Laura Neal has written the first two episodes? If we return back to this superstitious mm-hmm. habit... Could that result in a W? Like, you know, and it's really, I realize it's just me trying to hold on to anything I can. For us having a, a brilliant series four, a brilliant ending to this show, not a Game of Thrones ending, but I really don't know. What are your thoughts, Seth? I am mentally just going through all of the episodes in my head from series one. I love the flow of it. Series two, mentally, I'm looking at it. I'm loving the flow in it. And I see the flow disruption once the pattern changes when you talk about the first four episodes in particular of series three, where it's like it starts as a flashback because it's like in the 70s and then it's back in the present, but not the present because it's a time skip because they jumped ahead a couple of months. And then you have episodes where... Things are happening, we don't want to say in Congress, but they are happening at different times. Like we're following action in different areas, but we're not aware of the when. It's not serial. 
And that was a choice from perhaps the writer. Maybe that's what the showrunner wanted for those particular episodes. I mean, we don't know. We're, we are left to wallow and to but just But what sort do of you think about my superstition? I believe that you may be onto something here because I, I can see how it would be very, very important to have someone write two back-to-back episodes, especially one and two, which is us being reintroduced back into the chaos and giving us a sense of what and who and a direction to go towards. So that also sets up any other collaborators on a project to kind of jump off of where you're leading them. So I would I would love that for, I feel like that would be advantageous to anybody who's working on a project as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also it was interesting as I was digging into the details and maybe we said this last year and I just don't remember. It's not a memory at the forefront of my mind. But do you know that Laura Neal worked on as many episodes in series three as Suzanne Heathcote? Literally the exact same. Because Suzanne wrote episode one. Laura, of course, wrote episode three. Episode three that sent us to the floor. Smell me, Eve. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And Suzanne wrote episode five. Are you from Pinna? Of course, we know this. Laura wrote episode seven, Beautiful Monster. And Suzanne and Laura are credited for the finale. Are you leading or am I? So that gives them two solos and one shared. I have a muse about that, which is now interesting. That that title of that episode, Are You Leading or Am I? With them writing the same amount and having the same amount of oh, weight. Oh, it sounds like uh, Alanis Moore said, isn't it ironic? Yes. Don't you think? Yes. Laura was like, I'm leading. She was the Eve in that situation. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, it's just interesting, guys. And so I just thought I'd bring it up because it's random. It's a random fact. It's a trivia. If there's ever gay jeopardy, this will be the answer for 500 about killing Eve because it's a difficult question. And I'm just like, you know, so it's something for us to look for when we actually start to get some stuff about what the episode list is and who's credited for what, when IMDb has some info about how many episodes Laura has specifically worked on and we get some sort of interview or whatever. I just, like we've been saying, it is it is the best sign that Laura worked on our favorite episodes of Series 3 and she has the reins. I'm just like, let a bitch close it out by herself. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't got to be hashtag feminism for Series 4. Like, how many women writers can we get? Forget it! We don't need to do that anymore. Laura has the vision. Let her execute the vision with whatever help she needs, but please let her steer the ship. Because at this point in time, I trust her vision of Villanelle and Eve based on what we've seen her do. But I don't want her necessarily splitting things up like Laura does episode one, some random person does episode two, another random person does episode three, another random person for episode four, and then Laura's back for episode five. Nah. But I want it. I would like to see Laura Neal doing the Emerald. Laura, mm-hmm. Laura, Laura and somebody else, Laura and somebody else, Laura, and then, you know, whoever else, and then Laura for the finale. And I realized I, I said Laura differently about four <laughs> different times, but it's because I wanted to put emphasis on the right word, which is Laura and Laura we trust. Please, I'm desperate. And I'm really feeling like I'm about to launch into my rant, but that is, that is the other, that is the other segment for this snack bite. So I'm going to chill and just hand it back to you, Terrence. Thank y'all. A part of me wants to hype up the trajectory of everybody who's followed in this winning formula. Oh, and you know what else, too? Uh, they added one additional writer, accredited writer, per season. So I don't know how many people are in the writer's room potentially doing stuff, but you have Phoebe going between four, it seems. Emerald going in between five writers, herself included. And then by the time we get to series three, it's six. And so I would just like for the room to be small and intimate and on point and hella gay. And if we could just get that for series four, I think it bodes well. I agree. But now that puts that Zoom call photo in perspective, it's like, are all of you, all of you writers? There were a lot of heads. (laughs) And then they said that there were people missing. So it's like, so then how many writers are there? 
maybe a ghostwriter. Well, writers' or? rooms can have like multiple people. Maybe not everybody has guessed that credit, but people are in there working. Mm. I'm just saying, I would like for Laura to be the head, the head to steer that ship, and for her voice to be something that we can see definitively. Like we knew what Emerald was on about, and it's the same kind of thematic voice that we saw in Promising Young Woman. Yes, and so it should be a surprise to no one who potentially knew Emerald before then. Certainly was no surprise to Phoebe, which is why she got the tag in for Killing Eve that this is thematically what she likes to address as a writer. And so Lauda giving her past work on sex education and other stuff. I'm just saying she worked on some good shit. All right. And she worked on the best shit in my humble opinion on series three. Come on. Um, smell me, Eve. And I'm just never going to get past that line. Never. Perhaps I should put on a shirt. Smell me. And I'm afraid, though, because it's like an inside Killing Eve joke. And I just don't want random motherfuckers to come up and try and smell me. But yeah. But we're a year out of the Panda Express. But even though we're still kind of in it because of a variant that is circulating around and everyone has been saying that they've been done with all of their written works. And we're just now getting back into the we're shooting lane. So here's hoping that they were all fully content with what they created. And Fuck felt that. No need content. To- Let's here's hoping that they wrote good shit I don't give a fuck if the writers are content with what they did I'm sure the writers room of series 3 was motherfucking content to some degree where the watchers the audience was not content so no personal contentedness for the writers is not what I'm looking for I'm looking for contentedness for myself so just had to go back on that because no I don't give a damn if Laura Neal is content I care if I'm content by the time killing events or will I be bitter like I am about Game of Thrones Only time will tell. The Killing Eve fandom has been through enough. It's time for us to rise out of these so-called hiatus ashes and to be able to flaunt our love and our fervor and our passion for one of the greatest, gayest love stories to hit (laughs) BBC television and was able to capture the hearts of a lot of uh, potential would-be baby queers who aren't used to this kind of representation in BBC television. And we hope that this won't be the last time they get to see such love flauntered and sauntered across their screens. What I'm saying is that I'm hoping that I see something that's so, something that's so, so... Why does this feel like a political speech? I know, right? (laughs) Something so on BBC-like. No. Oh. <laughs> this is this is this is me hatching my uh my baby wagon onto the train of they better shmang and I need to I need to, to wow all of those words <laughs> to say we need to smash okay we do I'll take we it. do because we do need to smash you know it is what it is it's gonna be what it's gonna be but that is what I observed the other day and I'm just I got my fingers crossed for Laura writing not just the first two but. The last two and the middle two. And you're like, Candace, what does that leave? <laughs> it leaves two episodes for it some does. lucky bitch out there. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing revelation. I'm so glad you noticed it. And now my eyes are definitely glued and I can't wait for the public credits to be posted because that will <laughs> let me know what we may be in store Hashtag for. Hashtag <laughs> makeup contour. I'm ready. All right. Thank you so much for that revelation. I, I it's gotta... just more hopes and dreams. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So that wraps up Revelations, and we're going to now dance, dance. Why am I dancing? Right, it's been is- a year. We're still dancing <laughs> over to the other segments, aren't we? <laughs> oh my god! I gosh. mean, it's Pride Month. I mean, it's Pride Month. Let's dance. Matter of <laughs> fact, let's twerk to the next segment. Ooh, all right. So now we're gonna twerk on over to musings. Hmm. Well, hmm. Musings. Any, any thoughts? Ponderings. Any feelings? Wonderings. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, guys, so here we are in musings for the snack bite. As I mentioned in the intro, motherfucking Saudia, OG listener, got in my fucking mailbox and sent me a thing. Well, she got in both Terrence and I's mailbox, and she sent us a thing. And she sent this thing before it had the chance to organically cross my path for me to then rage out in whatever space I was in at the time, whatever time of the day, for these images that she sent me. And honestly, what I will say is that after the initial shock of these images sent by Saudia that put me into a rage, I realized there was other images. And I'm like, Saudia, you could have sent a bitch the additional images to further add context into what might be happening into the scene. But, you know, let's just jump right into it, y'all. There are pics of Sandra O oh circulating in the press of her on the set of Killing Eve, shooting for series four with a man. And, you know, initially I'm like, oh, all right, all right, okay, yeah, all right, I, okay. I, I didn't all right, that. All right, all mm. right. And I hear Terrence's voice echoing my head about new cast members, no, because clearly this is another new cast member. It's someone we don't know about, presumably a killer, an assassin, a mark, who fucking knows. But Sandra Oh was photographed kissing this man as Eve. And uh, it caused me pain when I first saw it. It did. I didn't like seeing it. I didn't like the fact that there was a man on screen next to Sandra O, oh, and then they were in similar color palettes next to each other. I was like, are they co-workers? Are they, you know that weird you thing? You did say that, that color palette I was like, are they shit. doing weird dating thing? You know that when sometimes you are with your significant, sometimes you match, you're, you match right? You coordinate your outfits that so you look like you belong together as a team, as It's a because duo. it's maximum corniness in the beginning of your relationship. Like you just, to the 10th degree. And those photos gave me that vibe and I didn't like it because that means that they're maybe. You said, what is this, a Gap commercial? Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had thoughts, I did. Thoughts and feelings. So yeah, I just, I I definitely screamed out loud when I saw it. I asked Saudi if this is what she wanted for me to go into a rage and have my villain origin story. And then I returned to yelling because it was like, of course, of course, the paparazzi wants us to see these fucking photos. They know what the fucking Killing You fandom is like. And they're like, you know, we're going to show you the most head thing we ever did see. And I guess it is not the most head thing we ever did see on the set, but it, it might as well. Like we just got past Nico. We somehow were able to get through the entirety of series three without... Eve Palastri kissing a single dude. We also made it through the entirety of series two without Eve kissing a woman, which is homophobia. It's a violation. It's what mm -hmm. we deserved. Actually, I guess I'll roll that back because she did kiss Villanelle. But what I mean when I say women is a rando, a random woman. And so we didn't get that. We got no dude kiss, but we didn't get that. And so to see that we are returning, we are returning to the het shenanigans. I need for them to be actual head shenanigans. Before I go into my theories, what are your thoughts about what could be happening here? What, 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 what came to you besides a gap ad when you saw these onset images? I mean, I'm thinking of the way we're pacing the characterization of a one Eve Palastri because I thought at least by now there's an Eve that understands who she is, what she's about, what she wants. And I, 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 is this telling me that after the bridge, she walks on over to the oh to the nearest God. palace? Like, I need Don't. to know what Ooh. what is the projection that they're no trying one. to walk into my psyche for Eve Palastri? Because I thought Dark Eve was rising. I thought that we were going to get coupledom. I mean, a lot of people keep referencing the books and how they end up together in the books. And it's like, yes, well, I would love to fast forward to a wonderful ending. They do all ending. kinds of things in the books, and, evidently. All kinds of gay shit. And everybody's telling me, oh, the writer's room is hella gay, but these set photos is telling me that- I want to see the receipts! <laughs> right. Give me, give me those things. Give me the things that 
we keep alluding to because of other reasons. I'm I'm tired of projecting and hoping to see a reflection mm, of something. Show facts. me what gay looks like on screen. Show 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 it to me. I've seen it. I've watched Gentleman Jack. I've seen episode eight of series on Gentleman Jack. I, I know what it looks like with the swell and the swooping crane shots. He like, cried those it. big ass fucking tears too. Give it to me with Villanon Eve Palacio. Even if it's not forever, I need <laughs> something. Well. Something. Well, that's all we're asking for. And I guess, I mean, it's possible you guys have seen these photos. If you haven't, maybe we'll throw the links. I don't like to link to Daily Mail because Oof. they're just a trifling ass outlet. But a quick rundown of the images that we saw across a few articles covering Sandra O oh being visible on the street while shooting Killing Eve. So in the metro.co.uk, I feel like they're the most homophobic of the coverages because they did not include the photos where it looks to be Eve having some sort of physical altercation with this guy. They just have two photos. First sitting on a bench next to a dude. The first photo, she's looking at him. She kind of looks perturbed or like she's thinking about something. And the next photo, she is planting a kiss on his face. And there's some bullshit said in the article. And that's about it. In the Daily Mail, article their title their title is egregious oh no he's killing eve oh my god right first of all that pun fire fire whoever came up with it but the rest of the title is sandra o kisses then grapples with an assassin on a london park bench as the hit bbc show starts filming its last ever series and in their article we see sandra o and kind of like a headlock and i'm like get your arms your hands off eve and she looks to be struggling with this dude and then underneath it we have a different angle of that kiss photo from the previous article another photo of sandra o looking like she's looking at some sort of paper or photo or document that potentially this man gave her and that is all she wrote for these images there was something vibey about what i thought was a platonic and i hope stays a platonic uh acquaintanceship with even this person maybe they are just co-workers and maybe that's the yeah, office what are you or talking job? about co-workers I, where i don't know talents? i don't know do you not remember how we ended series three yeah okay so let's try to be plausible <laughs> with what we know happened even villanelle were on a bridge maybe they both walked away maybe they did not but co-worker doesn't exactly fit, does it? No, no. Who is employed? No one is employed. Exactly. <laughs> Eve isn't employed. Villanelle is not employed. In fact, she was denied employment in the last episode. That is Again. true. So, yes. Wow. Yeah. So, not a co-worker. Maybe someone who took pity on a, 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 a woman. I don't <laughs> An know. An assassin who took pity? We see him trying to yoke up Eve. So, clearly, he's nefarious. So, your theories are horrible. Let mm. me jump to mine. I think... I mean, he should. He absolutely should because I've been saying that the 12 is a whole ass bitch. If they don't actually do anything to show why they are supposed to be some feared international criminal organization that does a lot of murders and it has to be the 12. I'm saying, I'm calling it right now that he is an agent of the 12 because I don't know why Carolyn would be sending someone to Merc Eve when she was trying to play games like she was done with the 12 entirely. I don't think that's going to be the case for series four, but that's what she said. That's where we left. And so realistically, this should be someone who is being aggressive towards Eve because she has fucked a lot of people over. Like a lot of people. And certainly the 12, because she was the one that axed Raymond. Like, it was her hands that did it. Yeah. Absolutely, Villanelle was right there again, her whole ass life and an O. But Eve was the one that killed him. And I'm like, doesn't he still have a child? Doesn't he have a wife? Someone who wants revenge? So, yeah, I'm thinking it's a 12 agent. And, you know, after I got over my initial disgust at Eve putting her lips upon another man's lips, because I was like, I thought we were past this. I'm wondering if this is Eve trying to lean into her misandry and potentially was trying to use her feminine wiles to 
distract or disarm this man before it starts popping off because we don't know what happens first. The headlock, the kiss, maybe we do. Doesn't matter. But I don't see, I'm hoping, I'm begging, don't do this to me, Laura, that there's no actual het reason that Eve has tried to kiss this man. She's just trying to be chaotic and gay and disarm a man with misandry. I like that version a lot better than whatever it was I was trying to come up with. I like it so much better. No time skips. Like, I'm trying to think of why there's so... I feel like it's too soon for her to be doing some sort of what is this gig that she's doing is this a heist whose suggestion was this heist like what is happening Eve is broke but (laughs) like i'm just trying to i i'm trying to math why eve even cares like why why is why is eve there why is this a thing that is happening what what's the what's the end game for eve is she doing this for villanelle where's villanelle just yeah my mind if villanelle's not back at the hotel but anyway um (laughs) not gonna go off on that rant also on the ground as fervor continues to climb and clamor for uh, additional bts potential photos of things that are going on in the metroco.uk article they have photos of not only sandra but also jody comer on set but it is jody um out of out of, I was about to say out of drag, it just, but out of wow. But right, no, it looks of, like Jody as herself, just like right, chilling. yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's just them jumping from location A to location B, but it is not Jody as Villanelle to our knowledge. Well, at least not to my knowledge. It doesn't look like she's like on and in. in uh, no, it looks like they're like in process of going from one place to the next. I hope that means the spoilers will be kept under wraps for the entirety of the buildup to the Series 4 premiere because, boy, every oh. week, every week there was more spoilers. It was out of control. Brink. And so maybe yes. this is them trying to keep that shit together because certainly the one spoiler we can kind of see about Eve isn't indicative of a goddamn thing. So I don't know. It may have nothing to do with hiding spoilers, but please keep the plot twist from the press if you can. Oh, yes, please. And thank you. Also spotted on set, uh, there were photos that posted up of Camille Colton. Uh, the lady in red. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it looks like she is here with another protege. Yeah. I More know. Than likely another to me, the new it's, it's <laughs> I'm wishing on a star, but at the same time, is it irrational? If it's the lady in red, and we already know about my suspicions with Rayanne, as much of a letdown as she was, the lady in red has a position to fill in her boudoir and in the organization. Very true. And so what if this is her, like, trying to trying to feel bitches out? Like, okay, here we go. This is your first mission as a lady in red assassin. Because I feel like she got her extra group. Like, she just has her own group. Like, just like, whatever she calls her bitches. Like a little mini gang. Her gay tourage. But it's her assassin tourage. Oh, see? You know what you just mused in my, my brain? That airdrop you just gave me? Dasha's future uh, gymnastics cult and if they were cult any of girls misandry. right training like, women to kill like where's the the middle-aged girls the girls that started in her program that are now older like where are they who's got them like I'm sure they're doing wonderful things across the world taking names stealing things assassinating people like I know like that she could have birthed her own syndicate trying to get back into Russia very plausible but we still don't even know if the dame will be back because Dasha is probably dead and we have Eve to thank for that if she's not dead she's real fucked up and she's in rehab but who knows and so the lady in red appears to be talking to two different women we can't see the the face of the second girl who has red hair yeah I'm wondering if she's just like because she has an earpiece in I don't know if that's supposed to be headphones or maybe oh she's true like, I didn't see the earpiece so that's probably a production person yeah she's probably like making her other up girl. or whatever yeah yeah the other girl looks like she's in the scene acting. Yes. Why does she have a book bag? That's somebody's child. Like she could be <laughs> in college, but I'm like, 
Do we really be rocking book bags like that in college? That is a, it's been a minute since I was in college. But it's big. Right? It's like, what's in there? Are you going on a picnic? Are you running away from home? And something about the pigtails says to me they're styling this person, this actress, to feel younger. And so this is a wild leap. But you know what? It's a snack bite. What if this is the child, sister, aunt? That's irrational. Child or sister of the dude in the photo with Eve. What if these photos were taken in the same time, which means they could be working on the same episode? It's all I got. It's a reach. It's a reach. But it's all I have. And we still haven't had like a rival syndicate revealed to us. Like someone who isn't the 12 who wants to take the 12 down. That isn't MI6, but maybe, maybe someone crops up. That's dubious. That's dubious for a series ending season. But maybe. The only other person I can think of to try to create a version of a rival syndicate at this point besides Constantine, because he can't go back to the 12. He can't go... I don't want to say he can't go nowhere, because they seem to write him a way out. He's really good at finding a way out. Uh, the writers are really good <laughs> at finding him a way out. I still think Constantine should have been marked for his involvement with Kenny. Yes. Uh, so aside from him, uh, yeah, I would love to see a, another player, maybe another... Yeah, another organization housed in a different... With a different base. Doesn't incorporate it if that's the one that's supposedly Russian-based. Give me another major player. But, like, give me someone else that's invested in chaos across... Uh... That's true. I would like chaos. Chaos is always fun. Well, we could always just hope that it's an assassin pretending to be younger than she is to dupe someone Ooh. into lowering also their guard while option. she goes in for the kill, however she does those things. Yeah, now that I'm looking at a bigger picture of the second one, that's definitely a production person. And the Daily Mail has some additional photos where you can see, well, they have a wide shot of Camille and the production crew member. And we can see the other actress just sort of off to the left posted up on the railing. And so clearly they are sharing a scene. And so I'm just like, let this be another killer bitch because I'm never going to be mad at a killer woman in Killing Eve. I love all of them. But can she like not go out like ran? Like, can she actually be impressive? Can she not get duped inside of one episode? Can she show that she has some hands and a reason why she's an assassin? A reason why she's rocking pigtails and playing pretend inside somebody's school to murk somebody? And is she murking a child? Is she murking a minor? I don't know what's happening here. I just want her to be bad ass. That's all. That's all. Because they owe me for so many things, but especially for Rianne. Especially for that. And they owe me for Rianne because I'm supposed to believe that she took out Mo, and now I don't have Mo. Oh, and Here we go. I get that Mo was riding the desk his <laughs> entire career at MI6. Like, I get it. I get he doesn't have he the hands-on experience. He was in the cell with Eve, which is why he's dead. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Still a bit raw, that one. It's going to be you in like 2025. Remember Mo. Like, like remember the Alamo, but remember Mo. Imagine he's moved You're on to lead other a projects. Fucking right. Candlelight vigil while he's on another show. Like, I remember you. Oh my God. What's that song? Do you remember Oh my me? God. Da, 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 da. I will remember you. <laughs> Somebody light a candle and fucking sway that shit from side to side. <laughs> yes, lean into by. that. I know you know the lyrics. Weep not for oh, the memories. Thoughts and prayers to Mo, Mo Jafari. We um, hardly knew ye. We, right. But Terrence knew ye enough. He liked omelets. <laughs> <laughs> we still got to try to get the actor on here just for you. Just for you. I would appreciate I know you would. Wasn't there also some interesting photographic evidence on the Killing Eve News Twitter account? Yes, another under said that there were photos of Eve Palastri, the 
character that we have never seen her before. Mm-hmm. Not in anything oversized, not in anything Yo, it muted. wasn't. It wasn't oversized. To quote Megan the Stallion, body yaddy yaddy I don't think that's how that line ends, but that was just me. Sandra O. Oh. <laughs> Sandra O. Oh, looking good in those biker shorts. Right. You are leaning into whatever new attitude this is. These are the kind of BTS photos for a season Queerness. I don't know nothing about that I, I'm interested in. Now I'm interested. What got you here, E-Flash? I mean, I believe I right, think I know. Is she trying to be fit? And fit for whomst? Whomst? The boudoir, let me say. Because you are trying to do tricks, acrobatics, Cirque du Soleil, but with a queer influence. You know what I'm saying? That's what I really feel like Eva's getting up to. But also, what if if this isn't a fantasy reality where I don't know what if Eve and Villanelle were to like spar what if Villanelle actually Ooh. were to teach Eve some shit like that would be incredible in fact it would be in line with many of my wants desires and dreams that I have for killing Eve because do you just like we deserve that scene that head skit all the time where she's like listen Bay, you have a lot of moxie a lot of spirit but let's focus that let's channel that into something specific so here's how you hold a gun this is how you shoot it here's how you chop a bitch in his fucking neck. This is how you do a good nut kick because when you had me on the bus and you was trying to fuck me up, people were laughing. We saw the YouTube clip. <laughs> someone recorded. And well, it wasn't until you got that headbutt in after you fucked me up with your kiss that you were able to get the upper hand. So let us find a way to give the upper hand by doing other stuff. And you know what Eva's learned? This is a revelation. Nothing. Because yeah. clearly she tried to kiss this man before she ended up in shenanigans. And so I'm going with this until I'm proven wrong. But I'm I'm going to think that Eve defaulted to the kiss because she was like, yo, I fucked up Villanelle. She's the best assassin I know. How do I not fuck up this guy? And she ends up in a headlock. I just hope that at the end of that headlock, which is what they didn't show us, is Eve showing some potential improvement as an agent, as a fighter, as Agreed. an assassin, as a misandrist. Everything you're saying is absolutely right. And I love the fact that she is taking, again, She's taking a chance on whatever this unknown is. There's something she's stepping into where she's not afraid of wearing a little bit of color, a little bit of pop. I like the way that it seems like Eve has been running for more than one day because she got a knee brace on. And you don't be fucking with knee braces unless you've been at it. And you're like, oh shit, like this knee is fucked up. I did one too many twerk sessions in my 20s if you're Eve Palastri. And now you got to wear a knee brace. But what do you think is going on with Carolyn in these photos? Because there's one photo where Carolyn has got a very Carolyn face where Carolyn has got a very Carolyn face on and Eve appears to be very animated. She's talking with her hands, which is something Sandra Oh does frequently as Eve. I believe that Carolyn, as usual, has another envelope and she's oh trying to God. entice Eve Palastri into oh some new killer is running amok or I don't know. Carolyn has a thing she needs done. She would normally have Kenny do it, but he's dead. So now I guess she's adopting Eve as like, you know, the pseudo kid to do the thing that she needs to do. And Eve is trying to say, begrudgingly, she's because it. that look on her face is like, ew. Well, maybe. I mean, I do like that Carolyn is back in her very Carolyn jackets. The trench coat is giving, I'm up to some bullshit, which I always expect with <laughs> Carolyn. But looking at these photos and the one where Sandra O oh is turned away from a car, and there's a gentleman in the car, which is the same car that Carolyn is posted up on in the picture with an animated Eve hand, it looks to be the same fucking dude in the car that Carolyn is posted up on, which maybe indicates. That this dude works for MI6. And I'm like, is this a mole replacement? That's rude. Yeah, it is rude. rude. Sorry. That's rude if it's a mole replacement. I didn't mean to jump in, but they didn't have to do that. And so, okay, additional layers potentially to Eve trying to disarm this dude with a kiss. But then why does he think he gets to put her hands on her? Like, I just, especially if he was in the car while Carolyn was making this 
suggestion, but maybe it is indicating another thing that I wanted, which is even Villanelle against the world. And Carolyn is trying to come back in the scene like, oh, I need you to do this. She's like, bitch, what? Do you see how easy bitch, I found who? you, Eve? <laughs> I, I remember. Know where you no, are. <laughs> I would be like, excuse me, bitch. When I was ready to get back on a job, what did you tell me? Oh, Eve, it's futile, Eve. We'll never catch the 12. It's over. That it's over. True. And then Eve stormed the fuck out. So honestly, if Carolyn came up to me trying to dangle an envelope like it was a hit of drugs, I'd be like, well, where were the drugs when I actually was fiending? And I was about to say the other day, but we don't know if there's a time jump or what. I really hope not. I too hope not. What if Carolyn, if this is a new person that is in the 12th, what if Carolyn has this individual pretty much reading Eve Flashery for filth in the event that it's not Villanelle and Eve against the world? where this person is saying Eve needs protection. The same way how Mo said that Eve needed protection. And she said, oh, do you know what happens to people who get protection? It's not good. Well, I don't like the idea of any man reading Eve to filth unless potentially it's Nico just because she needs to let that old dick go. And she did. And we're past that. So I'm like, men reading Eve to filth? Absolutely not. But women reading Eve to filth? I'm into that. I'm always into that. But can we talk about this pout on her face in that one picture? <laughs> I mean, that's the part of somebody who knows she's going to do what Carolyn wants her uh -huh. to do, even though she doesn't want to do right. what Carolyn wants her to do. Begrudgingly. And Carolyn is absolutely holding a manila. <laughs> What's in the manila? Take seven. What's in the box? But what is in the envelope? What is in the folder? Like, I just know that he was like, but you, you told me to give it up cold turkey. And now you, you, now you got an envelope in front of me. It's, yeah, it, it sucks. She's like, Eve. And she just like dangles it. She's so rude. She is so fucking rude. And honestly, what makes her ruder is the fact that she played in Eve's fucking face. Yes. At the end of series three, talking about, no, we done. It's over. No, we can't do anything about it. So if a bitch is dangling <laughs> stuff, but what's going to make me mad? is if she's dangling location information about Villanelle because y'all already know how I feel about another time jump. Now, oh, I will be less upset if there is no time jump and they are not together at the start of the series. That'll still piss me off because I'm like, the smash! Where's the smash? But I will be irate if there is another time jump. And not only are we dealing with a time jump, we're dealing with the separation of Eve and Villanelle yet again for the final season. I strongly advise against them separating Eve and Villanelle. It's too mostly late. Mostly because done they've done they it. can call each other. So even if, what, I went to the store, I'll be right back. Like, you can't make them estranged. They're not estranged. It doesn't work. What do I want in that envelope? I don't know what I want in that envelope. It better not be that, though. I would rather be a location of Constantine where they are ultimately going to end him. Or, even better, the location to the facility where Irina is being held in case they think that Constantine's going to But why is that Eve's business? There? Why it's does Eve not. give a fuck about Irina or Constantine? It's not. Unless she's robbing Constantine of all that money he robbed from the 12. I just don't know why Eve gives a damn. But holding Irina's collateral would, would have been amazing. Cause Kidnapping? I guess. Or rescuing. Well, same thing. Because it's a facility. She's supposed to be doing her time now after running over her mom's boyfriend. But I just feel like Arena's a promising young woman and she deserves to be around those who can see the great potential that she has that won't leave her behind to try to run to Cuba by themselves because it's selfish. Very true. Very fucking true. I feel like we also got to talk about those images and clips of Sandra O oh in a leather jacket and some pants. I mean, we have to note the incremental. They are incremental, but there are still changes in Eve's wardrobe because we had the parka, big ass jacket, got a little less big. We talked about how it was emotional armor. We took that off, and now this bitch in a whole ass leather jacket. Right. That's gay. I'm, I'm not saying anything right. except that that's, the that's gay. Fits. That's gay. I mean, it's, it fits. 
it's tailored. It looks like it was made for her. Mm-hmm. Now, doesn't it seem like because in one of these other shots where she's in a leather jacket that she could be at this potential university or school where the other girl we're theorizing potentially is an assassin for the lady in red because Eve has on a book bag in one of these photos. And I just don't know why she would have on a book bag unless she was trying to blend. So are we thinking this is the university potentially? And if it is, why might Eve be there? Every answer that I mentally initially had made me angry, but I'm able to wash away the anger because in my heart of hearts i know that her ex-husband is not teaching wherever he is so it's not to try to do one of those things where you can you can you come up with a theory it doesn't involve fucking nico there has been no word to say that owen is back on set so you must come up with something that does not involve nico fucking palastri he's like you're trying to provide me a second villain origin story i don't know why this has to be her collecting information. I want to say that that clip is post envelope. So she's, yeah, she's there to look for a thing. Whatever Not you thing trying is. to set it up chronologically. I know, right? But you know what? This is your theory. Go ahead. Unless there's a time skip where Eve is like, I got a brand new life now. I'm a student. And I'm trying to do these actual things and color inside the lines start over but who's funding that any other way that i try to think about it it just opens it up for more questions so i like that she's infiltrating wherever she's going now and that she's there to try to do a very specific and direct thing more than likely under the the request of carolyn so doing what though because that's really what i'm asking about the theory this is eve palastri she has a very specific set of skills doing what not fighting a bitch. Oh, why? Yeah, no. Why does Carolyn need Eve Palastri in particular to do anything that doesn't have directly to do with Villanelle? Because that's literally been the only reason Carolyn has used her. And in the one instance where she was like, okay, it's not about Villanelle. It was about another woman assassin who was out here overachieving like Villanelle. And for a time, better than Villanelle. So... Doesn't this have to involve Villanelle? Like, when has Eve gone on a mission for Carolyn that did not have to do with a bitch killing? Well, never. (laughs) So maybe there's another girl killing or... I like the idea of another girl killing where, wherever they are. I like I like the idea of another girl killing and them looking to collect information on whoever this another girl is. It's just nothing's making sense at this point in time because there's no impetus for why Carolyn has any questions about anything. Unless, of course, the lady in red has made some sort of aggressive move against MI6 and that's forcing Carolyn to reopen the case of dealing with Villanelle and Eve because she has to but it still makes me wonder why the Lady in Red wouldn't just go directly to fuck up Villanelle and Eve like how does Carolyn once again get involved because if it were me and I were the Lady in Red and they killed my boudoir mate I would just murk you right I'm showing up to your door I already know I'm just murking yeah no yeah so maybe Carolyn would have to actively step in to try to interfere with whatever the Lady in Red was doing but when do we get any of that? Do we get is that on screen stuff? Is it off screen stuff? Is it is it erased in a time blur Ooh, jump? Well, like I mean, we have we have no confirmation on that, especially because there's nothing really substantial with what Villanelle is doing. We really can't theorize about whether or not there is a time jump and also whether or not they are together or separated or still within each other's sphere, even if they're living at the same place, which again, what queer couple doesn't essentially live together right away? I know it's the U-Haul trope, but when you're having a lot of great sex, sometimes that can happen. Sometimes that is a result of the smash. And certainly if we are in the first week window of the smash, ridiculous behavior should be what's involved. So that's sort of living together until you're not. And so all this says to me is that Candace is their smash happening right now. The forecast is pessimistic. It's cloudy. Y'all it's cloudy. I'm not going to say it's raining, 
but it is cloudy for me right now. And we haven't seen text messages since series two. Series three for Eve sending messages out. But series two for Villanelle sending text messages to Eve. Does this mean that we're going to see the return of text messages if they're together? But I'm not seeing scenes with Eve pulling out a phone and reacting to whatever. So, again, we don't know if they're together or not. But where are the PDA? Where's the honeymoon phase? Where are the things that people are? Maybe are... they'll time jump us past the honeymoon phase and they'll just be dating by the time we... Open series four. I'm still going to assume it's Villanelle's influence to some degree that Eve is out here getting tailored jackets that are leather and working out, like increasing her stamina. Sounds gay. No. <laughs> well, it sounds like she could have gay intents, gay intentions. I don't know. I'm just shooting for the stars again, guys. Shooting for the stars. Well, here's hoping that all these shots work out in the end. Maybe they are just trying to keep certain things spoiler free. And they're going to stitch together scenes and people. And they just are choosing not to film certain obvious spoiling things out in the open because random press and people will get a hold of it and do what, you know, blogs like to do. So here's hoping that everything will ultimately just be what we've desired since before even series three began. So just give us the couple and them together. And if they're on the run, have them on the run. Carolyn found them, sure. Carolyn's helping them escape for good. Sure. That that gives me that gives me motive to see it. That's them taking on the world. And maybe they succeed or maybe they won't, but at least they'll be doing it together. Give me that. Why not? Here's fucking hoping. I just I just want them to be in each other's sphere. No time jump. No distance. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Because again, I what I've said about the smash and what should be happening after those confessions and moments on the bridge is intimacy. And if I'm told. That both these hoes just walked away and went to continue life, not in each other's sphere, with nary a text or a smash. <sighs> like I've been saying, y'all, it is my villain origin story for 2022. The yelling won't stop. The raging won't stop. It will be for the entirety of us reviewing series four. And so I just keep reiterating this every time we do a little episode because I just need for no one to be shocked at how ridiculous I am come 2022. And I would like for all of you guys to join me in my ridiculousness. Like, it's fine. We can all be ridiculous together. Aside from a restraining order, uh, you, you have to put that energy. Order. What I mean is, aside <laughs> from a restraining order, you have to do something with that pent up energy that, that you have with someone that you've been in this in and out close oh, contact that, to. That, these thoughts that won't go yeah. away. I, I close my eyes and you are all, the only thing I see to just now be nothing and to not speak of it it would be hilariously incorrect you no one can just move on like that no one's fallback game is that strong not if you've been honest that whole time you can't walk back those words and say oh those were all lies don't do that don't do that don't steal from the poetry that was villain eve don't do that please don't also i guess are these not the worst photos from set that has eked out and it is just two simple photos that someone sent in to one of the Killing Eve filming locations Twitter accounts. And, you know, y'all, it was two trailer doors and a line of trailers. Some place in London, more than likely. And on the trailer's door, there were two names. One name was Carolyn. At number three and number 12, someone photographed Hugo. I'm sorry. So here's the thing. The last <laughs> I heard of any Hugo, aside from bleeding out in the, at the end of series two, and him suing MI6, according to 
reports. Yeah, they said <laughs> he sued. He was mad. So is am I to assume that he settled so that he could now work return? once again for MI6? Oh my god. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about repeat assholes returning to the show? How do you feel? Do we need Hugo? No. Unless we Hugo dies for real. What he is. We don't need what if it. Villanelle takes him out because she knew Eve wrote that knob and she still has feelings? Because we learned that about her with the Nico situation. Because we said then when we had to see Eve go on her knees, not for Villanelle, but for Nico, and we were in distress. It only took a couple episodes before Villanelle was in Nico's face and she was like, um, don't you want to thank me? Don't I, don't I deserve <laughs> some fucking gratitude? And he was like, for what? And she was like, oh, those O's. I saw what was happening in your house with Eve Lashtree, and I deserve credit. And so wouldn't she have that same energy potentially for Hugo if she just ran into a bitch? No, no, no. It is Oh, hey, true. you, stealer of O's. Like, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I heard that O, but it wasn't mine fully, and I have feelings about it. That would be delicious if the actor wanted to come back because he didn't feel like his exit from the show wasn't as glorious as everyone else's. Maybe he wanted to die because Kenny got to die. But Nico didn't die. Does that mean Nico wants to come back so that Nico could die since the last season? Like, I just... Why not? Kill the man. Balls to the wall. <laughs> Balls to the wall. Sure. Balls Why not? To the wall. Why not? God. I don't know how many plausible reasons there are for Hugo returning because of that lawsuit mentioned, but I mean, anything goes. It's the final final series. And I can't fathom him having a great relationship with Carolyn, Carolyn wanting to see him and him dealing with the fact that her son's dead. What? Like, I, I just nothing about that arrangement seems like a win unless she's going to set him up on a mission to fail. <sighs> What if one of the assassins takes out Hugo and it's not even Villanelle? But why does... I guess my question then becomes, why? Like, we have a limited number of episodes. We have a limited number of minutes. I just... If Hugo is not serving some purpose to a greater tether to something else as, like, Hugo has been recruited by the Twelve. And so he's actually fucking Carolyn over, trying to fuck Eve over because he's still fucking salty about what happened to him. And so now he's just trying to be a full degenerate. Like, unless he connects to the greater plot that connects to the 12 and or Eve and Villanelle specifically, somehow Constantine, but I doubt it. I don't understand the point of bringing Hugo back. Like, I don't get it. Right. I mean, I, I don't want to see a if man. If it is indeed the same Hugo, I'll say that. Cause yeah. Yeah, actually. Because uh, I don't want to see a man level up in the Killing Eve series. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. We don't to need me. to see any men level up. Like, Constantine not being dead is enough of a level. Like, the fact that Constantine still has air is all the men need. Okay. <laughs> on screen to replace Geraldine. Like, I don't need that either. Him crying because I don't see him as a grown man. He's Hugo's a little boy. A sex-crazed little boy, but a little boy nonetheless. And, yeah, I don't get it. If it's him... I don't get why he's back. Unless it's to die. To die. A horrible, horrible death, ideally. Which, sorry to all you Hugo stands out there. It's just how I feel. And I have felt this way ever since Eve jumped on that knob during the bug sex two years ago. I just think it's funny how we can find all these <laughs> names and actors to come back and reprise roles. Meanwhile, Kirby Howell Baptiste has yet to be rumored to appear on any set. I get she's booked. I get she's popular. I get that she's a huge name. I get that she's busy. I get it. I get that they're forecasting her to be like the future Mrs. in uh, the 101 Dalmatians if they uh, do a sequel to Cruella. I get all of that. But we were in a panini. She could have made one phone call, left Eve one voicemail. There's still time. It's audio. Make it work. I miss Elena. Oh, Elena, come back. But she won't. She's been cast in the Sandman <laughs> as her career continues to fly and flourish. Kirby Howell Baptiste, a star, truly. 
And we saw that star shine brightly, Killing Eve series one. Um, and there hasn't been a supporting cast member that has touched the hem of Kirby's no, super sure. clever, super biting wit and humor. So it is what it is. She is a talent. And had she stuck around, she would have been the single constant as Eve Palastri decided to, you know, destroy oh, her life. True, true, true. In many different variant ways. She could have potentially saved Eve from herself a few times. Certainly told that bitch to clean her apartment. Or sent a maid over there. Someone to do the work for Eve. Here's this extra tip. This is a $200 tip because we know it's rough in there. It's rough. But if you could just help out my friend who does not have the wherewithal mm -hmm. to fucking do anything herself. Like, Eve, I tracked your Fitbit. You're in Rome somewhere. I don't know where. I'm sending I'm sending the paramedics. Like, I, I would have laughed if that would have been the reason that Eve Palastri was found after Facts. she was shot. But I would have respected that Elena would do something like that being worried about Eve. Oh, I just miss her. I miss her as well. Oh, I would have loved to have seen Elena's reaction to Eve sleeping with Hugo. Elena after Wide Awake, even during Wide Awake, would have been great. So True. what does this mean for you, Eve? Like, I, like just the hard-hitting questions. Yes, she got to confess to Martin, and that was important. And maybe we'll see Martin again, but maybe not. It would be nice if we did. He was a great player to use. I would rather Martin versus Hugo in the final season, but whatever. Because then it could be like... Remember when I thought that she was too close X amount of years ago? Well, now she's beyond close. Now she's now she is she's she's someone else. She's something else. Caroline, I'm afraid if you don't play your cards right. <laughs> Caroline, I'm afraid if you don't play your cards right. Kyo. Sorry. Sorry. I came across something on the Twitters uh, just now that I missed before somehow, but it's been a while, a couple of weeks. You know what? Let me just jump right into it. Because I feel like if you would have seen it, you would have said something to me. Because if you saw it, you didn't say anything. Why? Or were you trying to protect my sanity? Okay. Hashtag embargo. Well, <laughs> you know, this is from the sun. So, oh, right. Sorry. Right. I just saw someone talking about it in the Twitter and I had to Google it to make sure that it was real. And it's a real article published by the sun. And the title is Eve-Angelic. Jodie Comer's character, Villanelle, goes from sick assassin to born-again Christian in the final series of Killing Eve. Are they jumping the shark? What is happening here? This is Fonzie jumping over the shark. Minano, Minano, Minano. We just spent an hour and whatever the fuck trying to be positive musing over these photos. And I have to see this article on Twitter. How do we solve a problem like Maria? Who's Maria? No, no. I mean, I think that is it. Are they all born again? Are they all becoming nuns? That's what it's sounding like. It where I'm hearing. Are we infiltrating a convent? I'll read it really quickly. So it starts out, it has always broken boundaries and kept viewers hooked with a stream of constant surprises. But the next series of Killing Eve will deliver its biggest shock yet. Yo, didn't I say no spoilers? Hopefully this is just bullshit. Anyway, it continues. Because the fourth and final season of the BBC drama will see its central character, bisexual villanelle, oh, transform from sick assassin to born-again Christian and not a bomba clad. Let me, I, why can't I just read? Okay. It's a twist which will ensure the global hit and its Central star Jodie Comer go out with a bang, delighting their loyal followers. A None of this Christian sounds like truth. Bang? None of this sounds real. It sounds like a, a horrible joke. Continues. A TV insider said, quote, Villanelle actually turns to God quite early on in the fourth season, which will be a real eye opener for viewers since she spent most of her life murdering people. I mean, you could ask the conquistadors if they were able to parse killing, murdering. 
with religion. And I would right? say they, they found I mean, a way. Right. Religious wars are a thing. Really, let's just look at everything post the year 1400. But anyways, the article continues with this quote. But it's a characteristic curveball from the makers of Killing Eve who have always liked to keep fans on their toes with unexpected plots. And this ensures the drama, which has been one of the most talked about of the past three years, doesn't end by simply tapering off. <laughs> That's debatable. It goes on, since Killing Eve started in 2018, Jodi has become a household name thanks to playing the unhinged Russian killer obsessed with her pursuer, MI6 agent Eve Palastri, played by Sandra Oh. The show created by Phoebe Waller-Bridge has seen Villanelle stab, poison, shoot, and choke her victims. And after a second and third series aired in 2019 and 2020, it attracted a long line of big-name actors, including Fiona Shaw, uh, um, does this no, this is it's a deep sigh because Fiona Shaw started on the show, of course, yes, we, and whatever. They also list Dame Harriet Walter and Steve Pemberton. Filming on the fourth series was held up due to coronavirus restrictions, but the production has just restarted and the resulting episodes are set to air next year. I'd love to see Villanelle go the whole hog and end the show as a nun. Who the fuck asked this writer? Oh my god, I'm this sorry writer, if I peaked y'all. Who is, the fuck this is asked this motherfucker? Let me look at the name. Oh, can you guess? Is it's it a man. man? Of yeah. course it's a man. Of course it's a man. Rod McPhee. Rod McPhee. A plague on all your houses, Rod McPhee. You're never gonna see heaven, Rod McPhee. The only fuck reason, you. The only reason I'm watching Rod? this show is because it's critically acclaimed and I want my articles to get clicked on like everybody else's. So I'm going to talk about the thing that I don't like about it is that this okay, one but... character is so sexually free and I'd rather her just lock up her sexuality forever. So I'm going to say in series four that she's going to choose to remove but, her sexuality altogether. But what's so wild here is that either Rod has completely pulled this from thin air. Or Rod has gotten this from someone. And I just don't know what's worse. The patriarchy ah. doing what the patriarchy do? With sexist dudes being like, you know what's better than queer fun? A nunnery. Or is it actually Lauren Neal trying to fucking hurt me personally? Is it Lauren Neal trying to ensure that I become a vigilante villain? I'm just, I I, I wish I, I had not seen this tweet. Bad. I'm I in think, distress. I think they're both evil. Yeah, I, I, I truly don't know what's, what would be worse. I'm wondering if it's like the network saying, you know, we got this copy of your script and we need you to actually change around some of the things. Like BBC, uh, I don't know, their uh, their version of the FCC or still the standard and them just saying, well, we can't we can't show this on television. I don't we know what you're you saying. You're read. saying so the alternative to the smash <laughs> is a nunnery? Make it make sense, Terrence. No, I don't Terrence? I don't get how nunnery's ever gonna be the goal or accomplishment. Villanelle's an evangelical? To, right. Like someone She's uh, going door to door. Someone's trying to erase her sexual perversion. If she is Jehovah's so Witness, that is, Terrence. Right. So whoever that is. <laughs> is she now fucking going to confession at a Catholic church? Someone Total help me saying, because I don't know what's happening here. I am I am distraught. I am disturbed. I am in crisis. I invite you listeners to send me notes to make me feel better because I'm not doing okay, y'all. I saw this article and I'm not doing all right. I'm not. I'm not. This, this article not. makes me think that they're going to start series four the way how they centered Eve Palastri, quote unquote, <sighs> hilariously centered Eve Palastri in the series where she appeared the least, where she was trying to hide and didn't have ambition, quote unquote, 
where she felt like she was spun out. So are you trying to tell me that now Villanelle in series four at the beginning is spun out because Eve, what, rejected Didn't smash her? her. Right, listen, right. Listen, help me. It's plausible, what? but I don't like it. It's no, plausible right. that Villanelle is so lost in the sauce because she has been trying to catch this physical O in tandem, in process, while touching Eve Pilastri since the show began. She is caught up, or rather, she is sprung. We know this. She was sprung from the minute she knew Eve Pilastri existed, and yes. she popped the cork on that champagne bottle. And it was a euphemism. That, was a, that sure was. For her, internally. And she said, well, you found me. And got stabbed. And then she said... Well, <laughs> she was penetrated. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I just feel like we need to use certain specific terminology when dealing with Eve and Villanelle and their murderous intent no. because it's like in line with their savage intent. No, yes. and, then, and so I could believe that if you are Villanelle and you can't be broken off a piece of Eve Palastri and it's been this long. You're willing to move to Alaska for a bitch. You've come full circle. She leveled down on her shenanigans, right? Like she was on 10 with her 12 shenanigans, but she kind of leveled out all for Eve Palastri. And so if after all that on the bridge, if Eve Palastri is like, look, bitch, basically I'm saying that I love you. Basically I'm saying I don't know how to go forward with life without you in it. And they do not return to a hotel or an Airbnb or a fucking alleyway, some random bathroom in a McDonald's to smash that literally Villanelle is like, well, all that's left for me is the fucking nutter. No, no, because that's right. That, but that is that. <laughs> that would be a, a villain origin story. Oh my god! But also, oh god. it it would be poetic, but evil, evil, but, but poetic. poetic. Right? I don't like it, but I understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still need my smash, but I understand how Villanelle could be put into crisis not being able to smash Eve Palestri. It's a valid fucking crisis, to be sure. I mean, we see what's happening in the biker shorts. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Don't tell Villanelle. Don't show her those 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 photographs. No, that's true. So do you think it's photos mm. of Villanelle and the, her habit and things that Listen, has? wait a minute. Now we're in Sister Act? Now well, we're in habits? I, I don't We are don't in habits. Know. I don't know what the comment Sound does. of music. We are looking at this is this is the fucking what's that movie coming that's out? That's why I was like the gay nun. No, Benedetta. Right. That's why I this was. This is Benedetta. <laughs> that's why. Oh I... my god! Don't no 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 no. We haven't even talked about that 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 historical woman nun 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 Benedetta and the film that is coming out, which you know that's something else. But if you were trying to tell me that villain now is about to be nun Benedetta having experiences because she is so fucked up. Of not catching an O from Eve Palastri, I'm just going to say this. Who is still trying to tell me that Eve is not the top? Because she sent a bitch into a nunnery without actually topping her yet. The right. only time she topped her was on the bus. And she sent a bitch to a nunnery? I'm just saying. Eve Palastri got that good good, obviously. 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 <sighs> Whatever. I think I need to take some time to meditate, to marinate, light some some candles, say some prayers to Lilith about our sapphic wants and needs for killing Eve because what the fuck? This tweet has totally taken me out. Oof. This is us writing series four based off of the photos and, and behind the scenes things that we, we've we gathered. And it's chaos. making it all plausible. It's chaos. Because though. now with a broken V, broken V with, with a, not with a broken V, but a broken, a broken hearted V with an inactive V because she was trying to get her O from her true love. And now she's... Jody yeah, is going to play a Christian Villanelle. And a lot of mercy. Whoa, na, 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 not during Pride Month. Interesting, right? Wow. Right? An interesting announcement. Wow. What an ally. Wow. <laughs> wow. May this be the biggest fucking troll from Laura Neal. Because surely she's seen the tweet. Surely she knows how the fandom be carrying on. And hopefully this is a troll. Ma'am. Laura, we were all rooting for you. How dare you? To quote Tyra Banks. 
<laughs> no, actually, but yes. really, but also yes, that part. And then you know, from being withheld from the O, a lot of people will talk about things like post nut clarity, where it's like after your O, it's like, well, what are you doing clarity. here? Wow. Here, go get your Uber and leave. Like, I don't know what you fervor. Said get in the Uber and right. go. I don't oh, know what that God. fervor was that needed me to need you in that moment, but it's gone Not because I got what I came for, and hopefully you did too. Ooh, but it's time for you to leave. And so that buildup. And I guess that breakdown, which drove uh, Phil Nell into set nunnery, maybe that buildup is what is making Eve Palastri work out as much as she's working out. Because she needs to be able to release that Eve stuff. Eve hasn't fucked anyone. Uh, right. Villanelle got to have a whole ass wife while she was recouping from life. And Eve has just been celibate, I guess. So I'm sure she got to work out and do something to work off that tension. My goodness. So now they're both time bombs, but in totally different places. So someone somewhere is going to have to intervene because that means some unsuspecting sapphic is going to just, I don't know, just get caught in in someone's crossfire, whether it's Eve's crossfire, whether it's Willanelle's crossfire, wherever. But a bomb's going to go off. Something's going to go off if this is what they do. I mean... Again, it's you mentioned jumping the shark earlier. It it would be in another stratosphere entirely. If we get a series four of Killing Eve, we get a time jump, we get a separation, we get Het making out, even if it leads to violence with Eve and another man, and Villanelle in a nunnery. So we don't even get to see her have gay cannibalism again. Like, we don't even get that. So I just, you see the way I'm talking very, very softly and quietly. It's because this is a danger zone. This is the danger zone, and I'm just trying to make it out this episode no no i know but without but, losing my voice but but okay? here's a here's a silver lining what if there is no silver lining what if 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 this is if we're on the worst timeline if we're on the worst timeline, we're clearly in no, the no, worst no, timeline what if it's a villanelle introducing concepts of pleasure to the nuns yo i'm just <laughs> sounds a, like a porno no well, <laughs> no like it sounds like a french porno where, from 1967 villanelle's doing Not these motions like or no and, but like the but the nuns are trying to explain the procedures to Villanelle, and she doesn't Sir. really care, but she's doing it. Sir. And she's like, well, but what do we do for fun? And they're like, oh, we just, you know, Oh, we have some fingersmith shit? What must a wife do on her wedding night? But since they're nuns, with God. And see how we've come full circle with Nun Benedetta? Because no, yeah. she sure thought she was having, how to word this, intimate dalliances with God, in which she was the vessel to channel what would ultimately be sapphic vapors to other nuns in a sexual fashion this sounds like my vision it's right see so it's like i said this is laura potentially stealing the idea for benedetta as a film and it was like let's just make it a modern series adaptation i don't know but i'm so lost in the sauce i don't have answers i feel like it's time to wrap up this episode because i'm i'm going down a hole it is a very dark hole and i don't know when i'm gonna come out of it i would like to end this on a high note and so let me not continue to talk about my fears about villanelle actually becoming a nun actually becoming some evangelical, actually going door to door as a Jehovah's Witness or potentially a Seventh-day Adventist, a Pentecostal, a Baptist. What are we doing? Church of England, Church of Jesus Christ. There are so many churches, but let me just say all of them suck for Villanelle. I don't want it. At least the nuns will serve like good fits. Like, you know, I'm I'm sure Villanelle would rock that habit in a super cool way. But outside of that, what do we have to look forward to with this storyline? If it's not Benedetta. Uh, The death of potentially lecherous uh, priest or, or men of the cloth that may try to take advantage of some of the women. What kind of random plot? But you know what? Nothing about what we've read or tried to infer about the plot makes any sense. So, sure. Why not? Why not? 
But Villanelle is on a vengeful quest to kill all the horrible men who are in the church. Fine. She's establishing a church of misogyny for her own. Whatever. Let's go with it. <laughs> Let's go with it. All right. That's what we're going with, you guys. And then with that, with that, that ends the musings. Because you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to go back on Twitter into the Killing Eve tag. I thought, oh, let's have these, let's share these little jokes. Maybe we'll do a little spot on. Not today, kids. Not today. Candace is done. It's a wrap. It's over. I'm punching the air. Whew. Well, that takes care of musings. So, Candace, uh, what do we have this week for Rona Jams? Rona Jams. Well, actually, it's not a new ditty. It came out last fall. But we weren't really putting up episodes last fall, so I did not get to bless the listeners with this. But considering it's fucking pride, I think it's time to bring out Big Frida's Rona Rona, Rona Rona Rona, so I could take it on back, so I could revisit the last time I was throwing it back with a bunch of gays in the spirit of pride, because that's what the fuck we do. Uh, So let me hit that shit. How many gays do you think are throwing it back right now in New York City? Unprecedented numbers of gay twerkings happening right now in New York City. Not only are the gays twerking, the gays are twerking. Everyone's twerking. Everyone's twerking. Happy Pride. Hey. So we're back. Okay, Rona. We're queer. We're here. We're not going anywhere. Anyway, let's let's hit it. A reminder that you can reach out to us at hey you guys on one word at wellwellvillanelle.com. Our Insta is wellwellvillanelle, and our Twitter, if you are about it, about it, is wellvillanelle. Please continue to do your part to stop the spread and lower your risk of mask infection. Please. There's an additional variant out there, so please keep it cute keep it and cute, wear y'all. a mask, wear a even mask. if you're vaccinated. Yeah. This podcast runs on gay hopes and dreams, but also, <laughs> also your support. Uh, you can support the podcast by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or any other platform you may be listening to us on. Reviews are more important than you know. So if you haven't already, please go ahead and review us now. You can also support the podcast by becoming a patron or even better, buy some merch from our store. Uh, The address is misandry.store and Candace has been hard at work on new designs. I have y'all. I really have. You can can also use the coffee link, the ko-fi.com forward slash misandry to buy us the occasional cup of coffee. On the misandry store, we even got little tights you can throw back in just like Big Frida right now. (laughs) Please check the show notes for all relevant links. Yeah, yeah. Lastly, please be sure to check out our network's Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Church of Misandry to support the projects that fall under the network umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donations helped offset overhead costs and unexpected expenses like commuting during a pandemic and studio (laughs) maintenance. True. And as always, a very special shout out to all of the essential workers, whether on salary or hourly, tip-based and everyone in between yes you bitches this, the real OG. yes you help keep the city running and we can't do what we do without, without you, you motherfuckers thank you so fucking much and thank you big frida for working it out in this motherfucking music video we're gonna put the link to this song in the show notes so you guys can bless yourself with a little gay rona, rona. rona. <laughs> a little gay rona jam i i love it 
All right, so is it time for the country rundown? Shouting out all our friends across the world. It is time for the country rundown. Uh, do you have another Rona jam for me? Maybe something that'll take me to the islands? The islands. I always have something to take you to the islands because the islands are a fun place to be. And why not? We, we've been saying we got to keep it going until we are out of this pashmina. Officially, we're getting close. But really, with the variant out there doing its work, is still not completely safe. And so it's the same energy. I've been having this entire time we've been in the pashmina and it's fuck corona yeah and I feel like that's been a sentiment we've revisited but we're gonna revisit it again today with rumba so here we fucking go very special thank you to Israel. Thank y'all for listening over in Israel. A very special thank you to Singapore. Singapore, you bitches fly. And we love you for listening. A very special thank you to Argentina. Argentina, hola. A very special thank you to Belgium. Belgium, you bitches be doing what you do, which is listening. And we love you for it. A very special thank you to Switzerland. The Swiss out there listening to Momo Villanelle. Thank you so much. A very special thank you to Italy. Italy, ciao, ciao. Ciao, thanks for listening. A very special thank you to the Netherlands. Big up, big up to the Netherlands. Thank you for listening. A very special thank you to Denmark. Denmark, we fucking love you, Danish bastards. Thank you so much for supporting the show. <laughs> A very special thank you to Norway. Norway, we love you. A very special thank you to Mexico. Mexico, happy pride. A very special thank you to Russia. Russia, thank you so much for your support. Love it. A very special thank you to Brazil. Brazil. Hola, hola to all my Brazilians out there. A very special thank you to Spain. Spain. Hola to you bitches too. Hey, hey, hey. A very special thank you to France. France. Bonjour, motherfuckers in France. A very special thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's rude. A very special thank you to South Korea. South Korea, what's up? Thank you for listening. A very special thank you to Germany. Hello to all the Germans out there. Hope you're enjoying summer so far. A very special thank you to Australia. Australia, you Aussies, thank you so much for listening. A very special thank you to Great Britain. You Brits, home of Killing Eve. Thank you for listening, you <laughs> British motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Home of Adlista. And a very special thank you to the United States of America. Yo, ghetto ass United States. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love you guys. We are Americans. Big yeah. up to all you Americans <laughs> suffering with us. Hey, at least we partying now. All right. right? Happy Pride. We love y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. And a very special thank you to all of South and North America. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you for listening, all of you motherfuckers in South and North America. We so appreciate you for it. Really, seeing that y'all are still engaged keeps us the fuck going. We are stressed out and life is doing too much. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Alrighty, guys. So until the next snack episode, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. And you know what? You know what? I can probably get past Bill now being a fucking nun like Benedetta as long as she still smashes Eve. All make right. him holy and make him gay. All right, I'm sorry. We'll see y'all later. Uh, happy Pride. Happy Pride. 
Burger.